Our scripture reading on this special occasion is taken from St. Paul's letter to the congregation at Ephesus, the fifth chapter, beginning with verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and blameless. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. You've possibly heard of Judge Judy before. Judge Judy, uh, for many years, operated what you might call a divorce court. She uh, handled a lot of different uh, divorce settlements, and what she found, she actually wrote a book about this, especially written to women, what she found is that a lot of women falsely think that being just living with somebody is, is fine enough legally, and they don't find out how important marriage is and the actual commitment of marriage, the legal aspect of it for property and things, until, until that couple suddenly breaks apart. And so uh, she said uh, in, this, in this book that she wrote, she basically says, you need to understand that there's a connection that takes place in marriage that makes everything legal. Suddenly, everything that the other one owns belongs to the other one. St. Paul uses that same picture to talk about our relationship to Christ and also uses it as, a, as kind of an image of what takes place in marriage as well. When a husband and wife get married, um, when that takes place, everything that belongs to the one now belongs to the other. There's a mutual sharing of property from a legal perspective. And um, that's really what Paul is drawing on here. Now, Samantha's being baptized today. We're excited for that. She's also getting married on Saturday. So this, this is a pretty big week for you. And uh, we're very happy for you and for Chris as well. And um, marriage, when, when marriage takes place, that, that imagery that Paul is using is a, is a beautiful picture of what happens between us and Christ. Jesus is like the groom, and all of us are like his bride. What do we bring into the relationship? The Bible says that we have nothing to bring except our sins and our weakness and our guilt before God, the fact that we wouldn't ever deserve to go to heaven based upon our lives and how we've lived our lives and things that we've done in our lives, all of that wickedness. That's what we, in a sense, bring into the marriage. But when we come to be united with Christ in baptism, that's, baptism is sort of symbolic of the exchange of rings and the tying together now, the legally tying people together. Suddenly, everything that belongs to Jesus comes to us. His holiness, his perfection, the fact that he has a perfect standing with God, our Heavenly Father in heaven, that now becomes ours in the waters of baptism. And that's why Paul uses this imagery, and that's why Christian brides have traditionally worn white dresses, too, to depict this very thing. Suddenly, that spotless, holy record of Christ now is given to us. And all of our guilt through the water gets transferred to him. He now owns it. That's why he went to the cross, to shed his blood for all of us, to pay for all of our sins. 
And because of that, we now have absolute freedom before God. We, we can know with certainty that as God's child, we are bound for heaven. So today, in this very week when you'll be married, we also use this picture in baptism for us to, uh, to realize what Christ has done for us. And we, as part of his bride, the church, uh, now, now possess this perfection and holiness that God gives us in these waters. Amen.